0: Other eight hours of my fucking day. So, yeah.
1: We're
2: we're (laughs) on episode 143, right?
1: Yes, we are. Okay. If you ever need to double check it, it's always in the Zencaster link. Oh, right. Yeah, I always put in the Zencaster link because that's how I order them. That's how I get my files all clean. I start with clean
0: file names and end with clean file names.
2: Well, aren't you clever?
0: Hey, man, good file hygiene. Like, it helps. I know it sounds super fucking boring, and it is extravagantly boring. (laughs) But it does help when you do my job. So, yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely.
2: All right, guys. Welcome to episode 143 of Dance Robot Dance, a podcast where we talk about all things geeky, nerdy, whatever. (laughs) I'm your host today, Paul. I'm recording from South Korea and I'm joined by our usual suspects. Say good evening, I guess, Mark.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is evening well it's actually like night it's 10 o'clock here it's so good night everybody have a how are? let's (laughs) (laughs) Let's rewind uh how's everybody doing
2: tonight
1: (laughs) and we are also joined by tim hi tim hi everybody i uh, i i feel you mark i am exhausted right now and my brain is not functioning properly it's been a long ass week
0: yeah man yeah and I am
1: full of caffeine and McDonald's, so
0: I'm doing really well. Everything. Wait, is what? Great. McDonald's? Where did this come from? I thought you were like healthy living boy now. Like,
2: uh, I got to get my caloric content up, so I have to, because I'm bulking right gotta now. got to bulk up? Got to oh, bulk God. up! Got to get my protein! Gotta all, get right,
0: my all right, all right. Don't get so aggressive on the microphone, man. It means I got to work on your fucking vocals after. Got to <laughs> pop my peas, you know? P-p-pop. Easy. Easy, Tiger. <laughs>
2: So this week we have not, I don't have that much news to get through, Uh, so let's get down to it, because it, there's some, and our, because I think our meat of the episode is going to be kind of long, probably, <laughs> so <laughs> Could be.
0: long and painful. They usually are, so. Yeah. Long
1: and painful. Where have I heard that before? hey uh, nah, Probably nowhere, from the last time you...
0: Yeah, I was going to say, probably not from anywhere close to you lately, unless you took a oh. really good shit lately.
1: That's what I was talking about. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, is that <laughs> we Okay, good. Then yeah. we're fine. We're, we're good. As long as you're talking about taking a shit, yeah, we're spicy all on the same fucking and, page. Yeah, yeah, So that
1: southern food gets real spicy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that chicken? Oh, I miss that chicken.
1: Speaking <laughs> of protein and
2: gains, uh, John Cena... Maybe joining James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I feel like Mark's gonna have something to say about this because wrestling and
0: things. I'm not a scenic guy. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with it. He's was funny in everything I've seen him in. Like anytime he shows up in a movie, I'm like he's fine. So, okay, I don't care about this movie at all. So like they can do whatever the fuck they want. They could put, it could be all wrestlers for all I care. It would <laughs> be a lot easier to like fit the costumes and stuff because those guys are all shredded. You wouldn't have to pay any trainers.
1: It just really feels like James Gunn is trying to very much recreate his Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yep, he's like, all right, Dave Batista over there. Who can I get for this one? Let's go, John Cena.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Can't see me. (laughs) me. So I don't like. It's almost like he made the joke, like they made the joke in Avengers Infinity War about Drax, like knowing James Gunn was going to hire John Cena down the road, (laughs) so they can like have an invisibility duo, like invisibility <laughs> off at some point uh, in the future on <laughs> raw probably in the middle of the ring they will do that yeah <laughs> all the superheroes <laughs>
1: oh,
0: and then geez. the rock will come out or something ridiculous anyway yeah i'm fine with it no i think i mean he's fun so like if they're if they're going a little bit more lighthearted hearted like it sounds like they might be with james gunn on in the director's chair john yeah. Cena is a good fucking fit he like he's a funny guy so
2: was this the first Suicide Squad movie not light-hearted? I don't even know what
1: that movie was going for, so I just can't... It had <laughs> light-hearted moments. moments. It also had, like, dark, gritty moments. It also had just fucking bad writing. Garbage. <laughs> <It was> garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, garbage yeah,
2: So, yeah. I can still go on at length about how shitty that movie was, but let's
0: not. I don't even remember it anymore. <laughs>
2: I just remember the bewildered feeling I had watching it, you know, just like, what is this movie? Why does it exist? Etc. So I'm hoping that the new one has a much clearer purpose in mind. And if that's just to be fun, then which is what suicide squad should probably be. Then like, yeah, let's, ha- let's let it be fun.
1: I was just so disappointed because they nailed most of the characterizations and then just put them in a fucking terrible script. Ah,
2: <laughs> Right. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm glad that Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn will persist
2: yeah. and uh, Birds of Prey is happening and um, the stills from that this week were looking pretty cool. Rosie Perez, yeah. I'm so excited for that. But I don't know, like, yeah, I, I hope that whatever this is, whether it be a reboot or a continuation of Suicide Squad, it's just like, let's ignore anything David Ayer did because he's terrible and let's just James gun it up. Sure.
0: I don't even know if you can blame <laughs> David Ayer for that movie, but yeah, we can keep moving because yeah. whatever.
2: The next bit of news that I had was another a new trailer for Krypton season two came out and it features everyone's favorite bad bastiche, Lobo. Lobo is on TV again.
1: I don't know Bye. if Lobo is enough to get me excited for season two of that show because the first season was, I watched it all the way through, it was only meh. And I'm a massive fucking Superman guy. Ooh. So. So if it if falls, if it's not even so
2: bad that you can hate it, it's just kind of, eh. Yeah. That's almost like the worst kind of
1: review you can give something. So. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, it had a few good moments, but for the most part, it was really just, eh. I'm like, I am can't wait for the YouTube
2: supercut of the Lobo scene so I can just watch those and see how bad that's going to be. But other than that, yeah. it looks
0: pretty good. Like he looks pretty like comic accurate. I mean, I don't know if I literally necessarily need a screen, like a really comic accurate Lobo in anything ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they're going to do it, they did it right at the very least. So they got that going for them. Yeah. Um, I'm still never going to watch Krypton. There's just <laughs> no fucking way I can add. Like, I'm no, no. No. no,
2: that's not, yeah, that's not the superhero show that I'm going to be adding to my diet. No, like, not at all. You know, it's no. just not, it can't be that. I'll wait for the Disney streaming services shows mm-hmm. <laughs> because those will actually be MCU relevant, which is something that our boy Kevin Feige was all about. Feige? I don't remember how to pronounce
0: it. I, I always say Feige, yeah.
2: yeah. He said that the Marvel, there, and like they said with Agents of Shield that the TV shows are actually going to tie into the MCU and given that the the characters actually featured in MCU movies I'm hoping that this is true this time but
1: Agents of Shield um, like season 2 heavily tied into MCU yeah, movies yeah. and then and then the other seasons have weaved in and out like here and there not yeah. quite as much as that second season but
2: Yeah and season 2 is where my interest Kind of died off. Like it was at the beginning of season three where I fell off of Agents of Shield because they were doing all the Inhumans. Inhumans. Yeah,
0: that was God. where I kind of died off. On that, it's funny how we both died off. Of the <laughs> <spot>. Try, <laughs> trying to make
1: <laughs> fucking just trying to keep making fetch a thing with the Inhumans.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there, like it's a funny story too because like I I dropped off Agents of Shield before even Paul did. Mm-hmm. I dropped off of it before Winter Soldier came out. And when Winter Soldier came out, Paul's like, are you watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And I'm like, fuck that show. Like, I'm done. I was I was done, like, halfway through the first season. He's like, you should watch this. it. It's all tied into this movie now. And I, so I watched it. I'm like, this is great. So I was all invested again. And then they started doing the Inhumans. And I was like, every fucking, like, <laughs> 10 years, Marvel. And, like I'm, like, I'm a long-term comic book Marvel reader, too, right? So, like, it is it is every 10 years. Like, sometimes it's just in the comics. And now it's like we're going to do in the movies and TV. Like, every 10 years, fucking Inhumans. Yeah. They try to make it a thing. I'm hoping now that they have X Men, like X Men's just like home and like it's over, that will never happen ever again. Like that problem will stop now. Like it's my entire adult life every 10 years in humans. Have fun. Which is a good
2: segue into our next bit of news, which is The Gifted
1: has been canceled. Yeah. Yeah. That one I'm disappointed about. I watched the first season, I hadn't got around to watching the second season. The first season I thought was really well done, had some. Awesome moments. Uh, So, I mean, I'm not surprised. There's Amy Acker in it, so there is that, too, which I always like. I'm not surprised because, you know, I don't imagine Fox is really feeling like putting a whole bunch of money behind the X-Men right now. Probably not. Especially, I mean, I guess it's under Disney now, but I'm not surprised that, you know, they're sort of cleaning up all of their current properties and then, you know, sort of reboot in a shared universe way, probably. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, there was like a third X-Men Dark Phoenix trailer that came out this week too that felt much more like it felt more like a movie trailer than any of the other trailers had felt so far. Yeah, I don't know sure. if you guys watched the most recent one, so it's almost like Disney kind of got the reins and they were like, here's what we're going to do to sell this so that we break even or maybe make a little bit of money on this <laughs> and then we're going to forget these fucking things ever happened and start from scratch with Feige in
1: a couple of years until we try and yeah. sell a million of them on on Blu-ray or put them on our streaming platforms or whatever. Well, there's that too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're not going to sell those Blu-rays
0: anymore. There, you can already get most of the X-Men movies for what, three dollars each in the Best Buy bargain bin because yeah. most of those movies are about the quality of X-Men, like Wolverine origins or yeah. whatever the fuck that <laughs> monstrosity was.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I'm sad that The Gifted is canceled because it was a show that I was interested in getting into,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but no. at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of excited for what the Disney Plus X-Men series could be if they ever tap into that for tv shows like i mean or on hulu or whatever they're gonna do because i would like to see a nice big budget like x thing where they're like sliding through dimensions being x-men
0: there's potential to be weird for sure on the streaming service where you get into like x factor and x Force and like do excalibur like, like, statics or like yeah do the english one and do excalibur like do, do, the, do the, the kitty pride nightcrawler
2: excalibur run oh that would be so good I,
0: just put Kitty Pride in Nightcrawler. They should be in the X-Men, but that's yeah. my casting. That's my team <laughs> picks are usually, you know, yeah. that Dave Cockrum run are usually like kind of high on my list. list so.
1: The Gifted yeah. was cool because it was kind of, it, it was like a generational story, which Marvel doesn't do as much of in their like TV and movie stuff. And, you know, that's usually sort of more DC's thing, but this was all like second gen heroes, which was kind of cool to see in a Marvel setting. So yeah. it, it set it apart that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it comes up more now than it did, but like it was definitely, it's definitely something DC has done way more than Marvel yeah. ever has. So. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Next up, I have a oh trailer for the Boys Amazon series has come out with Carl Urban sporting a beard, and I think I'm sold on watching the, at least the first season of it just
0: based on that. Because Carl Urban has a beard. Because Carl Urban
2: sure. has a beard, and,
0: uh, you, and honestly, with Carl Urban, it barely even takes the beard for me to want to watch it. So, like, yeah, I guess you're you're a harder sell than I was. Yeah, and like I hate like the boys comic was not something I wanted to watch or like I enjoyed reading, I should say. But this yeah. the show looks like fun. So
2: yeah, it, all right. The, the trailer is. Incredibly violent, featuring a woman squishing a guy's head with her legs. Yeah, I'm just
1: watching it now, and Pete I just Christmas. got past that part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's. It is definitely one of those. It looks mean spirited and douchey. It probably well, it's is. Ennis. It's Garth Ennis. So uh, oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, but it look. It actually looks like it's. It, it's not going to take itself too seriously, which uh if I, we're going to do mean spirited and douchey, at least. Let's have it be kind of fun, yeah. you know, like I like the idea. I like this concept of like, you know, shitty superheroes um, or superheroes not playing by the rules. Um, they did it in the boys. They did, uh, Powers was another series that I really liked. Uh, oh, not the TV, not the PlayStation. series. Oh, God. Did you ever watch that? Did, did you actually
0: it. ever try? And watch?
2: The first two episodes I watched it okay. was awful. But yeah, I love it
0: comics. doesn't even like it's not even the same fucking sh- like not even the same story. No, like it didn't even feel like the same thing anymore. It was yeah. so bad. I was so disappointed in that. Yeah, because the comic book series is very good. And I like this. No, no, I love that
2: series Yeah, of like superheroes just kind of and the humans who have to deal with the mess afterwards. Yeah. And I'm glad that the human that has to deal with the mess in this series is Carl Urban because <laughs> I can watch him in anything. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, that trailer looks fun. And, and I mean, I feel like this will sort of. Fill in that gap a little bit that Preacher is going to leave because there's definitely more of that fucking Garth Ennis insanity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And hopefully they like actually, I don't know, lean into the insanity that Garth Ennis actually wrote in The Boys as opposed to Preacher where they just didn't for whatever reason. I don't
1: know. The third season got pretty fucking crazy. Oh, they did the Angelville stuff in season three, right? I haven't, I've got it downloaded. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. And the like fucking Jesus clones that just keep getting just destroyed when they try and uh put the voice into it. Yeah, shit was funny. <laughs> there's a whole montage of that that is just holy That's, shit. Well, I'm
0: glad they did that. I haven't see, I haven't seen season 3 yet. I'm glad they did that cuz there's a lot of stuff like that that I'm like it's really sick and like super on yeah. PC, but I'm like I'm hoping they do it because like why the fuck not? Like what's the point of making all this shit if you're not going to put all this insanity on yeah. screen? Like oh, we're going to like hedge the insanity. Don't. Why? Well, then why even make preacher? Why make this if you're going to hedge the insanity of it, like, it doesn't right. make any sense. I'm glad boys, especially seems that it looks like it's leaning into the insanity that the comic was, and it'll probably be better for it.
2: Next bit of news I had was there was a teaser for the swamp thing movie that came out
0: on the heels of some controversy.
2: Oh yeah. There's some like production problems on set and all kinds of,
1: they cut the production short after only having filmed 10 out of, I think what was supposed to be a 13 episode season. Yeah, they're doing 13. Yeah, and over. then people were saying like, "Oh no, that you know, they're going to cancel it." And then like later that same day, DC released the first trailer or teaser or whatever for it as though to say, "No, no, it's still happening." But yeah, it sounds like there was some real creative differences, which is unfortunate because James Wan, the guy who originated the Saw movies, was the guy that was showrunning it, and uh, I was really interested to see his take on a, you know, sort of gothic horror character like Swamp thing.
2: Yeah, I was on board because they had Virginia Madsen on board, and I really yeah. like her. So I, it's like, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't have particularly high hopes for this, but I was really intrigued by it because Swamp Thing has always been, like, this weird, fun little DC thing that I never really got into and I've always been intrigued by. So I kind of wanted this to be my gateway so I could then have an excuse to read more comic books. So, yeah, this is... it's a we- It's a weird weird choice on the part of DC, but
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, I've already paid for this service, so I'm going to end up watching this, but I'm, I'm going to be disappointed if it ends up being really cool. And then, you know, we're only getting like, we're getting less of it than we were supposed to. That yeah. Sounds... All right. So the next thing that I
2: have is video game news. So we talked a little bit about the Castlevania collection that is going to be coming to the U.S. and they've announced the remaining games that they will have for it. mostly like early they have the Super Nintendo uh, Castlevania 4, all of the classic Castlevanias, two Game Boy games, but the one that I was interested in is one that never made it to North America to begin with, which was Kid Dracula.
0: Oh, is that they're actually putting that in that collection? They're That's... putting
2: they're putting it and localizing it properly into the collection. Um, I don't know what they're going right. to do about the guy in the white hood with the Swastika on his forehead, boss. That you have to fight in that game.
0: <laughs> I assume that might get localized out, probably. I mean, so
2: very possible. I mean, it is like because in Japan, it's the manji symbol. Like this is not a controversial symbol in Japan, but at the same time, it's like if you look at it, it's very clearly a fucking KKK ghost with a fucking swastika on his forehead, <laughs> and we're just gonna see what happens with that. But I'm actually really pumped for this because. It's one of those games that I've played through fan translations and emulation before, but having a an actual localization, if this does well, hopefully we'll show Nintendo that it is possible and I'll finally get my mother
0: three earthbound. Man, never- you've been holding your fucking breath on that since we were like. In short pants, you little shit. Like, you've been talking about that game forever.
2: I'm never going to get Mother
0: 3. Am I? No, it's no, nobody's ever getting Mother 3. uh, They've been, you guys have been talking about it for like 30 years now. Well,
2: it's been, well, it's, it was a Game Boy Advance game or DS game. 20
0: something. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: been a long time. But either Um, way, I'm excited for this Castlevania collection. I think that, like, given that they've only, they're only releasing Game Boy, Super Nintendo, and Nintendo. Castlevanias—they're so going to be saving the, the good, shit, the good for... shit. Yeah, like the Game Boy Advance games that I really want. Yeah. to be released on a big the DS screen. games, man. Yeah, Circle of the Moon, Lament of Innocence—all of those I really want those to come out on Switch, like really badly. But we might have to wait a little while longer for those.
0: I'm gonna have to buy this garbage collection so that I get the good collection down the road, aren't I? Yeah, it's like this is how this is how Konami's got me now. They're just like we're going to keep dumping these kind of mediocre castlevania collections onto the PlayStation or the Xbox and then if you don't buy it yeah. you don't get any more. I mean but we're going to make them real garbagey. It's like that Castlevania port or the Symphony of the Night port was like it's Symphony of the Night so it's great. But it's, like, the PSP port, yes. so it's, like, the sound sucks, and the controls are a little wonky. Yeah.
2: I'm hoping that they do some cleaning up of Castlevania 2 in particular, because, like, mm, uh, that game... Tank. I love I love the concept of Castlevania 2. Like, having an open-world side-scrolling Castlevania game, like, was such a unique experience, especially back in the, the days of Nintendo, right? Uh, but because of the translation, you needed a walkthrough to get through that fucking game.
0: And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, GameFAQs got me through that the first time, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, years after we played it the first
2: time. Oh, or, remember, we used to have those, like, in the library, they had those... Oh, it was the library, yeah, that's probably what
0: it was, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, Nintendo cheat books, so we could fucking beat uh, uh, Simon's Quest. <laughs>
2: Simon's Quest, Yeah, right? it was back
0: in the day, man. We'd photocopy pages out of it, just so we had, the like, the the input codes at the top of the game yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah. Game Genie, we'd photocopy Game Genie codes at the library. Ah, uh, yeah. Fucking mind-boggling times you know what I mean like now it's like hey just look it up on your phone what's that game genie code yeah fuck
2: back in the day different
0: times yeah, yeah. but
2: the this Castlevania collection is going to be 20 bucks and I feel like it'll be 20 bucks well spent to put on it all these games on the switch for myself
0: so I'll yeah. do it well just for having Castlevania 4 Castle- and what yeah. it's Castlevania 3 in there too
2: yeah it, one two three four bloodlines oh
0: fuck Twenty bucks. Oh, Bloodlines is too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's worth twenty bucks. Having Bloodlines and four and three in the same spot is worth
2: yeah twenty bucks. And sure. the two Game Boy games, Adventure and Belmont's Revenge, will be on it. And then Kid Dracula, which is the yeah. the uh, novelty choice, curiosity. The curiosity. Yeah, the
1: Curiosity. I'm yeah. really
2: really yeah. <laughs> curious to see how that. The KKK that's the box.
1: only <laughs> Castlevania game I've that's... played. Is one of the Game Boy ones. I think it was Belmont's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Never never finished it because that game was hard as fuck.
0: Well, early Castlevanias are notoriously like insanely Nintendo hard, so yeah,
1: um, and terrible like mechanics and physics yeah. and stuff. So like, yeah, it was like impossible to control. Yeah, that's, that's, Castlevania. Uh, that's Castlevania. And
2: then as you're as you're trying to impossibly control your character over a jump that has like a one block one pixel, uh, margin of yeah. error, no, like a. And a Medusa head will slowly come flying in an up-and-down pattern and nail you right when you make the jump, finally, after your 40th try. That is Castlevania yeah. classic. Yeah. In
1: That's why I don't play you those know. games. You know, Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, they, I love them. Love them. Yeah. Love that atmosphere. I will admit that I probably enjoyed them a lot more when the mechanic became more carte can jump and kill everything yeah. than I did with those old NES-like basically feel like you're walking through porridge the entire time yep. that you're playing. The game, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're
1: so slow. Yeah.
0: So fucking useless and slow, but you know, Hey man, Castlevania, Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. Yeah.
2: Exciting news for me, at least when it comes to video games, uh, super smash brothers ultimate has released its 3.0 update and Joker from persona
0: five has been added as a character. I keep seeing this around and it's like Joker's been added to smash brothers. And I'm like, when do they have Batman? No like joke. I get real confused, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then I look, and it's for Persona, and I'm like, "I don't even know what that is." So I'm just gonna walk away. Persona Five. Is, I know a Persona. I know what Persona Five is. I'm. I've. I. I know what. Yeah. I just don't care. It's,
2: it's a game that I'm working through still.
0: It's a fucking. It's <laughs> still, still. For like three years. It's been out it's it's
2: forever. A year and a half. Okay. I'm just yeah. like it's. It's a tough game, and like it. It just pings my my inner completionist too hard that I I it's my anxiety goes crazy. It's like, you can miss everything. Like,
0: I guess you, I guess you didn't listen to the Zelda episode where Tim talked about his like two year long experience with breath of the wild where
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: that gameplay, like, wow. Well, yeah.
2: Well, then you know, my pain because that's what persona yeah. persona is like. And you have to live day by day. And you have like, there are these social links that you have to create. I've talked about this on no. the, the episode no. before. I don't sounds horrible. I'm going to, I'm that's, on my list still. But either way, I'm really happy that Joker's in it because he's like a flashy, fun character. And there's a few more. I bought the character DLC pack that will also yeah, the pass,
0: right? Yeah, the season pass the or season whatever.
2: Pass, so I can, I'll can, i get all of the characters as they come. The first one that they released was Petey Piranha, the Piranha Plant uh, character, which yeah. is super fun to play as. And Joker, I haven't really dug into it yet, but I'm going to play as him a little bit more, see how he feels. So far, so good, though. I like more Smash things. Smash is fun. I haven't like even loaded that game up yet. So there's that. And that's your fucking personal issue that you need to work through. Like get some help. <laughs> god damn it. It's a good game. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. All right. That's all the news that I had for this week. Does anybody have anything else that I something big that I probably missed like I always do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh think I did this week. Oh my god, it's a miracle. Well, I mean, there was the, the premiere of Game of Thrones, which was fucking awesome, but yeah. we're going to talk about that when the whole season's done. Yeah, yeah we'll do a you're... season, we'll do an episode
0: recap, F, uh, yeah. or a season recap when that is done. Like we, well, I mean, we've never done one before, and this is the last time we'll get to do one, but hey, may as There's well. There's only
1: been one season since we started doing the podcast, and that's we did too. We did do an
0: episode, <laughs> yeah. we had to like cover all of Game of Thrones, and then like talk yeah. about the season. Yeah. Now we just get to talk about like the end. It's going to yeah. be entertaining.
1: The only other thing that is worth I would say worth mentioning at all was that Showtime is doing a Halo series, which has been announced for a while, but they cast their master chief, which is uh, Pablo Schreiber. I actually had the, that uh, on my list and I forgot yeah. that.
0: Yeah, you, I was going to say you mentioned that earlier and like you just didn't talk about it. I, I, I missed my tab.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, who is asking for that fucking show? Like Halo is like the like most fucking boring video game world ever. Master Chief is a boring-as-fuck character.
0: Well, he's not even... I, like. I'm, why, why do they even cast him? That's CG. It's just like a fucking animatronic. It should be an eight-foot-tall fucking monster Master yeah. Chief outfit that just wanders around in the movie.
1: Yeah. Like You may as
0: well just cast John Cena and put a helmet on him and go. Yeah, Wow. And even he's, like, a foot too fucking short to play Master Chief, really. But, like, at least he's built the, the right way.
1: I don't, have- I don't know
0: this. I, I don't want Halo, but, like, they make everything now. You get yeah. everything. Like they just make everything.
1: We'll make two seasons of this, and then it'll get canceled. And-
2: yeah, I like Pablo Schreiber. Like I think that he's yeah. really yeah. good in um, American Gods, and he was good in. Um, in orange is the new black. Orange is the new black, but yeah, again, like I don't know. I know who this series is for because I
0: we know who Halo fans are. And we know, like, I don't know. Yeah, we're not just not us, I guess. Like, I don't play. I'm, that's what. <laughs> like the one big Xbox franchise. that I'm just like, I, I prefer Gears of War to Halo. And yeah. I prefer most Sony first party exclusives to any of the Xbox ones right now. So I'm uh, a state of affairs. Yeah. But I this is the same shit as um, I was just I, I had it in my head and then I forgot it. And then I got it again and I forgot it again. Oh, Avatar. It's the same shit. It's like Avatar. Do we Do we need four more fucking avatars? Like do one more. I'm cool. If they want to do one more, don't plan another trilogy because you're one movie made that much. It's gotten, and it has no cultural significance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway,
2: and all the Disney park around it. Cause why not? I mean, I guess, yeah.
1: I
0: mean, Tim said it was cool, but like, it's
1: fucking amazing. Even though I don't give a shit, but
0: right? it's like, avatar, <laughs> like, who gives a shit about avatar? Like nobody cares. Well, I'm not. Oh. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Either way like the the Master Chief series is not gonna be one that I'm going to watch.
0: But... I'll watch the pilot because I'm sure they'll put like a ton of money and it. it'll be like a spectacle to see. but and, like I've played I played the first three Halo games. at least I played the first two anyway. I mean, and uh, I mean, they're fine. they're first person shooters. I like to blast through them and like because it takes six hours to get through the campaign, and I had a good time. Yay! and I'm done. I never play them again. I owned one Xbox, the Xbox 360, and I barely touched it,
2: and then I got rid of it, and I just had my PlayStation and my Nintendo, whatever
0: Nintendo thing I was playing with at the time, usually the, the portables. So they always Microsoft always gets me with one weird exclusive, and it depends on what it is. On the original Xbox, it was those Buffy games. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the Buffy games? You couldn't get them on any of the other consoles. I bought the Xbox for those.
1: No. Were those any good?
0: No, they were terrible. It just <laughs> fucking god-awful. Um, but I bought that Xbox. I and mean, I only paid 100 bucks for the Xbox used, so it's not like it mattered. And I just wanted to play those, but that's why I bought it. And then the 360, I think I just bought it because everybody was buying it kind of thing. And the PlayStation 3 was still like a ways off when we both got our first 360s. Because like, that came out a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the one they got me because of my rock band. I had bought all my rock band shit for 360. And yeah. I wasn't fucking trying to rebuy it all on the PlayStation Network because it would have cost more than the Xbox. Yeah. So. There's that. Fair enough. But either way, Halo, don't care. Like, just don't. Yeah, really.
2: All right. So since we're done with the news, let's move on to our Geek of the
0: Week. Geek of the Week.
2: Where we talk about the geekiest thing that we did this week. Uh, Let's start with Mark. Mark, what did you do this week?
0: Oh, I took a bullet. I took one for the team, boys. I went and saw Hellboy. Oh. (laughs) How was it? Did you love it? Was, it? was it the best thing ever? It was. Fuck! What a goddamn wasted opportunity that movie was. <laughs> like, really. And that's pretty much like like my entire review of this is like this is just a wasted opportunity. You've got fucking fantastic cast, decent effects that they just. Paul, there's there's a shot, guys. I shit you not, that looks as bad as the that mummy scene too, the infamous one with the rock. Oh. <laughs> he's been rendered in in like PS one era like yeah. graphics there's a fucking scene at the end of this movie that has somebody and I want to split like, whatever. It's like both Hellboy and fucking uh, Mila Jovovich, I think in CGI versions of both the characters. And I'm like, I, Jesus Christ, my game boy has better fucking graphics. than this <laughs> shit. Like it's, it's fucking abysmal. And then it's just like, it just, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like none of It, it just feels completely inconsequential. It feels like there's 15 people directing it, which is apparently <laughs> the truth. When I went and looked at it after apparently there was all kinds of problems on set and stuff like that, like people freaking out. So apparently it was a real trouble production. I didn't know until after I spent $14 to sit down and watch it. So wait for Netflix if you're going to watch it at all. Like that's all I can say. Mm. And like if you're a real big Hellboy fan and you really want to watch a movie there's fucking two with Ron Perlman that have all kinds of character and charm that this movie just doesn't have unfortunately. Even with Mila Jovovich and Ian McShane and David Harbour and like Daniel Kim, like all these super fucking likable actors, they all look like they wanna they'd rather be fucking eating glass or dead Ooh. than in this movie. <laughs> and like it's it's pretty bad. So that's my geek of the week is me taking a fucking bullet for you guys and sitting through that two hour abortion.
1: Okay. You hear that listeners, thank Mark for watching that shitty ass movie so you don't have to. Yeah. Oh, God. Suffering through David Harbor Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. It should have
0: been good too. Like, it, they had everything going. Like, they had the good cast. If they just written it and directed it, like, even if somebody had even just showed up and directed the movie, if, it kind of feels like nobody was there <laughs> half the time anyway. Like, if somebody just showed up and directed it, it might have been okay. But, holy fuck it. Just like, I'd rather watch one of those animated ones that came out around when the first movie came out. Yeah. Like, those were better written. Yeah. So, yeah. Go read the fucking Hellboy comics as opposed to pay to see this piece of shit. <laughs> I always want to, like, Mila Jovovich and things because I
2: really like Mila oh, Jovovich.
0: Like She's great. Yeah, I know. But like she she just she picks shit to fucking be yeah. in
2: every time. A woman can't pick a script to save her life except the fifth element. I think is the
0: only one that yeah. Wasn't she dating Luke Basson when that movie came out though? Like isn't that why she was in that? I thought they were together or I don't something. remember. It doesn't matter. The only thing she's done since then is 28 fucking Resident Evil movies that don't even actually tie into the game Um, franchise. Excuse me, there
2: was also the classic Ultraviolet. Does anyone remember that? Because I sure did. Oh my (laughs) god, you're right.
0: I forgot about that.
2: Because I saw that in theaters.
0: I think I got that confused with like what was that white or atomic blonde or the one with was it salt with Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. or what was the other one that was exactly like that with uh, Aeon, Johansson? Ion
1: Flux. Aeon there was Sun.
0: actually or Ghost in the Shell. Flux, Flux with Charlize Theron. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. But there was one. Lucy. Lucy. Lucy was the one I was thinking of. The one that which was basically Ghost in a Shell. Like. Just in America or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so dumb. It's all so dumb. <laughs> they just make the same movie over and over again. They just be like, "Hey, who's a hot actress that we can put in this movie?" Yeah. yeah, to be a to be a strong independent woman, and yeah, to be John Wick basically, and like fail because like the movies just don't do well because they're all dog shit. Yeah, well, anyway.
2: yeah. I don't want to get into too much into it, but man, that Eon Flux movie. Could have been so much. It could
0: have been so much fun because Eon
2: Flux is such a fucking weird, awesome series, yeah. and I loved it growing up, and I still love it because it's so like it leans heavy into like some weird psychosexual shit, and that's what the movie yeah. should have been. And it turned into like you a boilerplate fucking action movie starring a strong, independent woman, and it just didn't work. So fuck it.
0: It's funny how every every big name actress, like with the exception of like who hasn't done one of these action movies? Jennifer Aniston is probably the only really big name actress <laughs> that, at, that works right now. That hasn't been in like some, like I am the, uh, like the headline actor in it is that person. And there, it's like some weird action movie where they are basically John wick yeah. on steroids. Yeah. It's like, like, like with superpowers I, or something like that. I don't mind
2: that. Like the beam, like I watch those movies cause they're B movies,
0: right? They're kind of like, yeah, B, like B action movies. That's oh. what, like I love that kind of shit. Like it's schlock, but it's like, really expensive schlock. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I like the Fast and Furious movies. Cause like, it's all spectacle. Yeah. It's kind of like the finale of discovery last night. Like it was cool. Cause it was awesome to look at.
2: Yeah. But, but then like, if they fail in, in the spectacle aspect of things, which a lot of the Resident <sighs> Evil movies did uh, ultraviolet certainly oh. didn't fucking do much for me. Yep. Uh, then it's like, whatever. Anyway. So Hellboy, big no from
0: Mark. Yeah, just, no, I'm sorry, guys. I I, I know, I know you, th- I, I, I'm sure I was probably like the one person you guys thought might be like, no, it was okay. Because I love Hellboy, but man, I don't like Hellboy this much, you know, like, <laughs> not that much. I really wish like, especially with this cast, I'm like, they could have done something really great with this cast, and now they're just gonna have to toss everybody and start from scratch or beg fucking Del Toro to come back and do his third movie. Like, just beg. But, you know what? They probably won't do any of that, and that's the last time we'll see Hellboy on the big screen for
1: 15 years so all right let's move on to tim tim what was your geek of the week my family's been in town this week uh my parents got in like monday and then my sister and husband got in yesterday which is thursday as we're recording this and so we've been doing a lot of like sort of touristy atlanta stuff you know it's the stuff you never really do in your own city because you're like hey i live here i could do this stuff anytime except you never actually do uh (laughs) yeah You know how many times I've been to the top of the CN Tower, yeah.
0: guys? <laughs> I've lived in the GTA for, like, five years now, and, like, I've lived in southern Ontario my entire life. I guess how so many times I've been to the top of the CN Tower? Zero. Yeah,
2: times. I live near Latte World Tower in Seoul, which is the large, tallest tower in the city, and I've been to the base yeah. of it to play Pokemon Go hundreds of t- like, all the time. <laughs> I've never gone up Top, and I plan to. Eventually, but-
0: I've walked by the CN Tower five hundred thousand times, going to conventions, concerts, yeah. just hanging out in Toronto. Looked up
1: at it, and I'm like, man, I should go up there one day. Yeah.
0: Never done it. Ever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, anyway, but- I know exactly what you're talking
1: about, Tim. <laughs> but so the one thing we did today, uh, I took the day off work, as in the US, not everybody gets Good Friday off, and we did the National Civil and Human Rights Museum, which has only been open for a few years, open fairly recently. Uh, And it was really good, really intense, humbling experience for sure. So their main exhibit, as you would expect, would be the US civil rights movement in the 50s and 60s. And then there's a whole section on uh, of uh, like Martin Luther King's like original like writings and correspondences and stuff like that. And uh, then there's a another section on sort of world human rights issues that uh including you know stuff that's going on right now that you know not everybody is aware of so it's a pretty depressing afternoon but uh it was really well done and pretty i mean it's a museum i think that counts as geeky oh yeah so that was my geek of the week
2: oh, that's awesome nice yeah. yeah all right so my geek of the week was star trek I mean, like, I I'm not a big uh, Star Trek person, but I did I ha- there are definitely parts of Star Trek that I've loved because Mark has like, you know, f- by pop cultural osmosis, I've been forced into a certain level of Star Trek fandom, and I have there are episodes of series uh, like The Next Generation, Best of Both Worlds, amazing, and is it in the pale moonlight w- from Deep Space Nine?
0: Yeah, yeah, in the pale moonlight, which yeah. is
2: a f- fucking phenomenal hour of tv so there are and then there's voyagers
0: okay um, <laughs> hey, Star star trek's a real uneven experience man like you can you get like pure genius like stuff like in the first season like city on the edge of forever like with the guardian of forever like genius genius level sci-fi yeah. and like two episodes later spock's brain yeah so like the franchise has always been always oh, massively schizophrenic, super but weird. Paul's been, Paul's been watching discovery
1: yeah.
0: to catch up. Cause we want to do an episode.
1: Because, oh, also like, massively finale. schizophrenic.
0: Oh my God. But, and Look. fucking, yeah, that show. And you know what? I like, I'm caught up. Like I'm at, to the end, I've watched the finale that never goes away. Like it's always there. Yeah. You just got to find the light where you can take it. And that light, Paul is captain pike okay that's the light you're coming you're going towards <laughs> well, right now is the enterprise and captain pike so yeah man
2: <laughs> currently i'm on episode five of season one where i like the klingon stuff is like not that intriguing Spapering to me off a it's bit. tapering off but it was never particularly intriguing
0: no
1: god why did they pick a fucking serif font for that those subtitles it uh-huh. tells
0: me. all caps too was uh-huh. fucking horrifying Every. And you know what the worst part was it was hard coded in every rip. Yeah. I've tried to find different like sources so I could just put it in Helvetica mm-hmm. or something like so it's not abysmal to read. Mm-hmm. Nope. Hard coded into the video. I wanted to mm-hmm. die. And like I'm like if I spoke Klingon, I might want to turn the subtitles off, you bastards. Yeah. yeah. But their pronunciation's way off from like traditional Klingon too. So that's it's a giant. Well, list.
2: there's that, anyway. and it's just yeah. like the characterization of the Klingons. I know that's their. Sh- Shtick, but, like, I don't get any sense that they're a futuristic race in any stretch of the imagination, because, like, they're such a disparate characters. We'll talk about this when we talk about the Discovery episode, but there's, like, a lot yeah. of things, like, tonally that just fucking don't work. Like, it's, like, yep. super serious Battlestar Galactica-esque plot, but, like... St- Happy go lucky Star Trek moments where it's like it feels like I'm watching like one of the lighter episodes of the Next Generation, like a, a tr- fucking Troy episode or something. And it's like, well, one of
0: the Wesley episodes the is Wesley, usually what yeah. you. I feel like Discovery tends to like because of Tilly, yeah. they tend to feel like Wesley episodes a lot. And I'm like, huh, she's a little bit less obnoxious, like a little bit less obnoxious. Yeah, than that, but it is still like that the boy genius thing. I'm like, why is this yes. here in 2019? Yeah. So okay, so
2: I my what I'm kind of leaning on now is Saru. Mm-hmm. I like, I like him and I like his, I like uh, Siniko Martin-Green. I like Michael. She's, uh, see, I
0: have fraught. a thing. <laughs> I, it's more like, I, I like Sonequa Martin-Green. I don't think I like Michael Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> like, and I think that continues throughout the show. I,
2: I don't think you're supposed to like Michael Burnham. I think that there's like, and like again, likability, especially when we talk about female characters is not a, a subject I want to touch tricky, on. You know, like, honestly, I, le- I enjoy watching her make some of those more difficult choices, especially at the beginning of the, the season. And then, but then she like leans hard into her moralism. And then it's, it seems like she's kind of, I don't know, she's, like, always right all the time, but it's, like, well-written, always right, because she's, like, leaning into her experience as a Vulcan, uh, as a Vulcan science student, whatever. Anyway, it's, uh, it's like, there are parts I really like and uh, parts I really don't like, and I, and also, Anthony Rapp, I really want to like you as an actor, too. But, like, Paul Paul Stamets, the the science officer with his fucking mushrooms, can just, shh, shh, shh stop talking. Oh, just man. fucking stop talking have, about your like, fucking mushrooms.
0: I have a fucking rant about this 4-Drive. Like, we're going to have to cut out because nobody's going to understand it because it makes no fucking sense because it's all, like, minute uh, detail fucking <laughs> trekkiness. But it's still, like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, fucking mushrooms that span the galaxy. What? Yeah. My so celial that? my celial network. Dumb? Am I on network? So Tim, how dumb is that in real life? Like how fucking <laughs> yeah. stupid is that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know what? Star Trek, man. Star yeah. Trek.
2: So I'm gonna i I'm gonna say that I've enjoyed like a lot of the, the main characters. I like their character development so far, unless you count the Klingons as main characters, which know, yeah. And I really like the design the production design of the show
1: that's like honestly i think that's
0: what gets me through most of the show because i'm a big production design nerd and for star trek especially i'm a big nerd for yeah. it the production design on this show especially when you get into the second season yeah. you start seeing some of the tos yeah. stuff oh my god like just seeing the enterprise the first time i'm like that basically got me through the first like four episodes yeah. of the second season i had no idea what was going on but i was like <laughs> rebecca Romain looked great as number one yeah and i saw the enterprise and it looked hot let's do this i'm super fucking pumped to have rebecca romaine in this to look forward to not you kind of not a lot unfortunately Uh, not as much as you uh, want i'm really hoping for that spinoff now but yeah she's awesome when she's there so
2: um spoilers i was hoping for a lot more or michelle yo and i didn't get it and i was really
0: pissed you're gonna oh fuck Trust me, Paul, you're gonna get a lot of Michelle Yo coming up.
1: Sassy Michelle Yo. Yeah. Oh,
0: she is sassy. And she is too fucking sassy, but we'll talk about that when we do this Uh, cover episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. uh,
2: That was my geek
0: of the week. (laughs) I'm so happy you're actually watching that finally. I've been like I've been wanting to cover that show. Well, actually we've been wanting to cover that since last season. (laughs) Tim and I wanted to talk about it. We couldn't get Christy into it either. So
2: I'm currently recovering from a neck injury. Um I don't know what happened. I think when I was like putting I, I as a kindergarten doing one of
0: your four hour workouts. It, fucking it, okay, it was
2: actually because um, what you get. after
0: <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Until you be healthy, this is what happens to you if you
2: try no, to be it, healthy. It's honestly because I was like putting my—I have—I'm a kindergarten teacher, and I was putting my kids up on my shoulders and one and riding oh. around with them in our playroom. We have a playroom in our our school, and that one of the kids like zigged when they should have zagged while they were riding on my shoulders. And it was not a good scene, but I didn't, I didn't drop the kid. Everything was fine, but I could, I could feel a a (laughs) twinge (laughs) in my
1: neck. I was like, that's your marker of success. I didn't drop the kid. Oh, where to God
0: as a six foot five man who is basically, which means to kids, like I'm a walking jungle gym. Like that's (laughs) what that means. When you're this tall, you're a walking jungle gym to kids. If you get into a situation where that kid's going to fucking fall, Mm -hmm and they don't no. die when that happens, and you injure yourself, that is a win. Because <laughs> there have been times where I've had some kid dangling off my arm, and, like, they just decide to, like, go dead weight, and everybody decides to fall. And I'm like, if I fall on this six-year-old, 300 pounds, six-foot-five mark falls on the six-year-old, it's going to pop like a pizza popping. Yeah. And stepped on. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I'm going to murder this six-year-old yeah. if I fall on it. So I can't do that. I'm going to hurt myself to not do that. I've been there a many times probably to not hurt Paul actually as
2: a like I take care of 12 kids on a daily basis and like just getting Mm. through the day without them getting injured is a huge fucking success <laughs> like um, <laughs> yesterday we had a, a field trip where we went to soul children's park which is also a zoo which was kind of kind of geeky because we got to see a lot of cool animals um even though they were f- in sad small enclosures because asia and zoos let's oh. not talk about that because i'm gonna start crying holy shit <laughs> i got through with all 12 kids not getting lost so that was that's that's yeah. good for you man what did you put trackers on them? Yeah, I have my Captain Von Trapp voice when I uh, have when I'm doing field oh, okay. trips. Like basically, I have them like fucking lined up all the time, military style. Yeah. buddy system. Find your partners always. So we've got that going on.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, the Admiral yeah. voice. I think mean, all of yeah. us have it.
2: <laughs> um. All right. So with our geek of the week being done, let's move on to our meat of the
0: episode. Five pieces of meat. Five favorite meats. <laughs> uh, wait, are we just are we talking about you guys' plans for later <laughs> on tonight, or like?
2: Yes, yeah. my my antipasto platter, Mark. That's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> shit, man, whatever
1: floats yeah. Charcuterie.
0: Charcuterie.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> So this week we, we want to do something that wasn't too focused on any one particular thing. Like we're doing a music episode, hi guys, music episode. But we, I wanted to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more personal because we haven't, we've been very like specific property focused, review lately. heavy, review heavy. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah we've very. It's review season right now, so yeah, it's nice to get away from uh, taking a break, like three. Yeah. Yeah, like a month long slate of every week is like we have to run out and see a movie or yeah. a TV show, and like, especially
2: like, considering what's coming out next week.
0: So yeah, we got we got we got a bunch that are going to need to be reviewed in the next couple <laughs> weeks. I think we're going to have to get to boys. So uh, yeah, this will be a nice little respite between uh, going to see movies four times in a row, so we can yeah. review them properly. So
2: given that, in light of the fact that we recently watched High Fidelity, I thought we could do a top five list episode where we talk about various top fives that I picked kind of at random. Um, I picked a couple from High Fidelity itself because they're like pretty classic music nerd top five lists that people go into. And then if we ever do this again, I've got some more stuff that's a little bit more out there. Could be could be fun. We'll see how it goes. So we're going to do a series of top five lists and we're going to start today with our top five title tracks. So this would be songs that have that carry the title
1: of the album they come from.
2: So let's start with Tim. Top five.
1: Okay. Top five title tracks. Um, I didn't actually like rank mine. There's just yeah, that's five fine. kind of thing. Same here. Too hard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Too difficult to actually yeah. rank. Oh, especially,
0: especially making lists. I was like, hey, let's do a nice light episode. Yeah. We're gonna do music and we're gonna do lists. It's <laughs> just like, well, that just that that strikes all of that from the original yeah. plan. Like, it's not a light episode anymore. Now we're into research.
1: <laughs> like, I had, yeah, I next. had about uh, a long list of thirty plus for this one. So, but I whittled it, yeah. I weeded it down excruciatingly to my top five being "Left and Leaving" by the Weaker Than's, mm-hmm. which is just like fucking yeah, on my long oh, list. Yeah, such like a beautiful, like poignant song. I can just listen to that shit over and over again. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. I had to like excruciate about which Bowie song to put on here. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got so many amazing title tracks, so but I have personal many. significance with Ziggy Stardust because um, we closed a lot of our shows in my band in high school playing that song. So Mash Romantic by the New Pornographers. Shit, yeah. That fucking album is just phenomenal, and that's the best song on it, I Breaking think. Back, yeah. And then uh, Comfort Eagle by Cake nice interesting
0: choice good that's a good track too actually yeah Yeah. i like that you went left and leaving as opposed to because like my first thought when i thought weaker than or like when i got to weaker than's as i was reading i was like reconstruction reconstruction
1: side side, i love too i had that on my long list as well but if you had to like give me one left and leaving or one weaker than song i could only listen to for like the rest of my life it's left and leaving Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah i agree i agree so yeah. yeah That's a good list. That's a quality list. All right,
2: Mark, what's yours? Top five title
0: tracks. Well, Paul's going to be super happy. So, uh, number five, The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) 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 It's (laughs) a (laughs) chains. I
0: just (laughs) had an aneurysm. (laughs) <laughs> this is exactly why i said that so thank you that made my night we can end the episode yeah. now are we done i think we're done we got and 52 minutes credits. of shit let's just cut it. and we're done i got them. Woo! first shy. all right shots fired all right uh you know what i know i figured i figured i'd get i'd get that shot in early while i was uh uh, uh you know just doing shit. anyway title tracks from uh, top to the bottom. So the first one's got a weird caveat on it, in that it is the title track for a greatest hits album, but it is mm. it only appears on this greatest mm, hits album. Okay. The song is called Genius from the greatest hits album Genius by Warren Zevon. Oh, interesting okay. choice. I so really?
2: weird, weird cut there, buddy. But I like it. Have you ever heard Genius yes, by yes, Warren Zevon?
0: Yes, of course. That's just I, I'm fucking like just like everything about Warren Zevon that I love is inside that song, and it is like all this snide bullshit lyricism. All the perfect fucking melody writing, like everything he does well, kills it in that song. And just, whew. Like it's one of my. It's, it's the song that when I heard it made me like I'm now a lifelong Warren Zevon mm-hmm. fan. I always liked Warren Zevon, but when I heard that, I was like, "All right, you're the fucking man. You know how to write. Like, you're the best lyricist I know. Like, he's always the guy that I look to mm-hmm. for lyrics now. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the song, and that's the reason for it. Other ones, so
1: uh, Grace by Jeff mm-hmm. Buckley. Yeah, that one's predictable. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> but predictable.
0: They're all pretty predictable <laughs> uh from here on. Uh Super Unknown by Soundgarden, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I had Heroes by David Bowie.
1: Yeah, that was on my so, long list. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love Heroes. Heroes is my favorite. Like if I'm gonna have to, like when I went through the list of Bowie title tracks, I was like, well, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. them. But yeah. heroes. I mean, <laughs> so there you go. And my number one is Lateralis. Yeah. Nice. By tool. Yeah. So by tool. That that probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to anybody. But like my like long list was like
2: yeah this yeah so, this was yeah. i i'm not sure if this was the hardest one i think my side one track one list oh I, spoilers that one was yeah, yeah. like
0: that was holy yeah. shit but my, that was that i sucked. had
2: one really difficult call when it came to title tracks because in the spirit of not repeating artists and when it came to like have mm. pushing for like having the same artist on a top five like i couldn't have two joanna newsome songs on it i couldn't do it even <laughs> though i really wanted to
0: jesus every yeah. time every so, time
2: let's get into it my top five starting with yeah have one on me by joanna newsome the uh 12 minute opus about lola montez fantastic so good <laughs> um, off of her tri- off of her triple album uh, have one on me hounds of love by kate bush had to be on there. I okay. also, I also yep. selected Heroes by David Bowie because fuck yes.
0: That doesn't surprise me because like we're we're Berlin. We're like we grew up ah, on the Berlin man. trilogy. It's so so yeah, good, yeah.
2: It's so good.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's like my favorite. It's kind of like my favorite Bowie, but like all all Bowie's my favorite Bowie, but that's like my favorite favorite Bowie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. He's on a lot of heroin when he was doing those albums. So like, or no, was it cocaine then? I don't remember. It Doesn't matter. He was on a lot of drugs either way. With Iggy mm-hmm. Pop, no less. Yeah, good times. Next
2: was Shut Up I Am Dreaming by Sunset Rubdown from their first album and PJ Harvey's To Bring You My Love because that fucking torch song fucking burns. Oh, my God. I love Peach. I love me some Peach. She's so fucking amazing. And I really want to whenever we get back onto the other podcast, we're definitely doing a PJ Harvey
0: episode. (laughs) I fucking when we can schedule two podcasts in a weekend, then (laughs) you let me know, man. It's kind of hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? We only have two nights we can record. We got to yeah. do this one. This is yeah. every week. That's right. Every week. Them's the rules. I don't know who made those rules. Yeah. I <laughs> made the rules. <laughs> but that's yeah. the rules. So, I, yeah. I had some Thanks. a lot of
2: honorable mentions for this one. This one was fucking. Oh, my
0: God. You want to just like, you want to just quickly like crack I just, them
2: off. I just wanted to throw in my other Joanna Newsom pick, which was uh, Divers from Divers is a fucking amazing song. Okay. But uh, yeah, other than that, you guys want to rattle off your honorable mentions?
0: Well, like I had Shine a Light by the yep, Constantine's. Yep. Uh, Lust for Life by Iggy Pop is a mine. twofer because it's a track one and it's a self-titled. Yeah. Um, Are You Gonna Go My Way by Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Uh, Crack the Sky by Mastodon. Uh, Matthew Good, Avalanche. I know we're not supposed to say this anymore and I can cut it if you want me to, but Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah, I had that on my list too. Uh, yeah. Right? It sucks, right? <laughs> Pink Moon by Nick Drake. Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Uh, Pornography by Cure. I had Reconstruction Site and Left and Leaving kind of in
1: my mm-hmm. notes. And Cowboys from Hell by mm-hmm. Pantera. Nice. honorable
0: mentions tim
1: yeah my other ones uh, i had two other bowie songs well i had heroes i also had space oddity yeah. and the man who sold the world sure. i had man who sold the world it was kind of one of my like options. Yeah. But. uh I've hotel dogs, california young blood by naked and famous this one's a fucking cheat no effects to decline because it's the only fucking song on the album <laughs> <laughs> lcd sound systems american dream their most recent title yeah. track from their most recent album This one's also kind of a cheat because it's an EP, but um, and it's not exactly the same title. But uh, Big Sugar's "Dear Mr. Fantasy," the EP's name is "Dear MF." I think that fucking counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, "Eye of the Tiger" by Survivor was an album title track. I I did have that on my
0: list, but it was kind of like a joke, Uh, and I thought the "Devil Put Dinosaurs Here" joke is better because it caused Paul to have a nervous breakdown for a second. Uh, Yeah,
1: I can keep going. I mean, uh, the only one I really, uh, I also really want to call out is. um, Neutral Milk Hotel in the airplane over the sea.
2: Ah, that one was on my short list uh, too. Yeah, that was yeah. a tough call, okay.
1: but I had yeah.
2: to.
0: I can see how that's that's you guys, yeah, yeah too. Yeah. So right. yeah,
2: that was that was tough. Uh, although I I will shame you forever for Hotel California. Fuck that.
0: Oh, I love that song. I hate
2: oh playing. yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I thought I, I thought I heard Eagles, but then like I saw the look on Paul's face, and then you kept going, and I was like, I'm just, I'll just leave. It. I, ca- <laughs> I, I
2: could leave not. I cannot leave that lie. That. No, fucking hate the I hate
1: the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: like how many times on 97.7 <laughs> hits FM do we have to fucking listen to Hotel California? Because
1: oh yeah, it's totally. We, over, no, we never radio.
2: did
0: because you could you could automatically just switch to one hundred two or one hundred three in San Carlos. You know what I mean? Because Hotel the- California kept playing on 97.7. That was the one benefit to living in that city was that we had like nine radio stations we that all played piece rock music the Buffalo, like all day.
1: And we, had the Falls. we had both
0: Torontos. You had 107 and 108, and we had 97.7, and then we had 102 and yeah, 103. Yeah. yeah, we had both edges. It was it was pretty nice for a long yeah. time, especially when we were growing up in the 90s. Like We had a lot of radio that was feeding directly like Definitely. our kind of music so yeah. it's pretty cool
2: so the next top five list that i wanted to get into is our top five desert island songs not albums because that would have been too easy these are- yeah because <laughs> that would have been too fucking that. easy <laughs> oh
0: yeah, shit yeah, yeah.
2: And we're gonna do our top five out al- songs that we would take with us if we had like a zune and we could only like have five <laughs> songs on it like or a oh, mixtape fuck. with uh, a <laughs>
1: infinite battery.
2: Infinite battery, yeah. Yeah. And we have so you can only listen to five songs for the rest of your life. What would these five songs be? Or until you got rescued and wanted to keep your sanity <laughs> from the fucking des- desert island. Uh, what would your five songs be? Let's start with Mark. Tell us your
0: top five. See, I did. I was weird. Cause I was like, I, th- I thought about this one too much where I was like, do I just put a bunch of long progressive or like jazz tracks <laughs> in there? In the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just to fuck with the, just to fuck the system a little bit. But I was like, you know what? No, I'll, I'll be, do, be honest to the spirit of the intended. Like you want me to struggle with my five most important to me songs that I need to take with me. Thanks for fucking my life for like the rest of like the week. That <laughs> You're was welcome. So in no particular order until the end of the world by mm-hmm. you two, Weapon by Matthew Good, Porch by mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, Lateralis by Tool, and the Cycle Pump by the Tea Party.
2: No surprises, but solid choices all the way through. Because
0: yeah, right. If I'm, you're gonna put me on a desert island and make me pick my five favorite songs of all time, I'm gonna just pick those five favorite songs that I've listened to 500 times and can continue to listen to 500 mm-hmm. times, and just put them on that shitty iPod Mini you're giving me, and I'll just listen to those yeah. on a loop until I, you know, starve myself to death or write my own music or some shit i don't know what else to do
1: yeah but that that's my list all right
0: not super predictable but tim nice
1: quality uh so i took i took an approach where i wanted songs that were complex because i'm gonna have to listen to these five songs over and over again then i want them have some like internal variety within them. So I picked a bunch of songs that Ooh. I sort of consider to be like little pocket symphonies where they've got like maybe distinct movements or whatever.
0: See, you did the
1: mathematician's answer yeah, to this exactly. thing as opposed mm-hmm. to like, we, we went away yeah, from that. So th- yeah. This way, these are songs that I'm not going to get bored listening to. So I yeah. picked a day in the life by the Beatles, picked surfs up by the beach boys, which is from the smile sessions. Mm-hmm. I picked, uh, cause it's had like four recordings and that's the best one. Only in dreams by Weezer that is because it's a long song as well so i wanted as much weezer as i possibly could take with me (laughs) touch by daft punk featuring paul williams as that like has like all those different musical styles in that one song kind of thing and paranoid android by radiohead Nice. nice i've
0: struggled to find like a spot for radiohead in any of these lists and then like they're all they're on my long list but like they're
1: not this didn't make Paranoid movie. Android is anyway. maybe my favorite song of that entire decade, so it mm. it it easily fits in there for me.
0: Yeah, I would be oh god! I, like the, my top, like my favorite songs of the '90s would take me three years,
1: <laughs> like
0: three hundred years, <laughs> but like swallow. I don't want to go through that kind of pain. I don't. Like, this was, <laughs> no, this is bad. No, we're not doing that. If you, and if and if either of you fuckers put that in one of these episodes at some point, I will fly to Korea or. Fucking Atlanta, and you know I don't want to go to either of those yeah. places and beat you, so don't do that <laughs> to me.
2: All right. So my okay, my thing was East by Joanna Newsom. My favorite album of all time is only five songs long, so I was really tempted to just be like five songs by no, Joanna Newsom, you,
1: but I did not because <laughs> I know I asked, dude,
2: that's, not.
0: That, that's your because that's your that's your fucking funeral list. That's what you would play at your funeral. <laughs> Will be all like you get those five songs so that at your funeral I'm I kill myself yeah. too. Yeah. what happens. No,
2: you guys are going to fucking love my funeral list. I swear to God. Anyway.
0: Mine's so, just all funny.
1: Yeah. So.
2: so my Desert Island songs, I did pick one Joanna Newsom song from East, which was Only Skin. It's 17 minutes long. And the, the reason I picked this is because, like, when I work out and I need to get through cardio, which is the worst thing in the world, it's doing fucking cardio. I can go by how many only skins do I have to go through? And, and if you want to do half an hour half an hour of cardio, you only need two only skins. And I will do that. I will just listen to Only Skin twice. Uh, because it's I love it that song so much. It's got so many movements. It's got a lyrical depth. I can pick it apart forever. So that's my number one. And the rest were just songs that I've listened to. Like I looked at the songs that I've listened to a billion times and I was like, oh yeah, these are the ones that I could take with me. And they are Dear Sons and Daughters of Hungry Ghosts by Wolf Parade, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin, Unchained (laughs) Melody by The Righteous Brothers and Shop
0: Around by The Miracles.
1: Man, I would kill myself with nice. an unchained melody over Aye. and over.
0: <laughs> Admittedly, Unchained Melody is one of my favorite songs, but fuck me, I could not sit on that desert island like waiting to get rescued and listen to that song over and over again without Just drowning myself in, in the ocean that I was staring at.
1: Coconut yeah. shell sharpened coconut, coconut? shell. <laughs>
2: Would you, All right, there would, it is. If you were sharpening your, never mind. No. Rock, Paul. Why you would, would use you a just, rock. You would use. Why would the, you just kill yourself with the rock? Then I don't know. Anyway,
0: why would you drown yourself in the water? Why are you being so complicated? You're going to slit your wrist. There's fucking water everywhere. You want,
2: you want some art to it, so you're just gonna yeah, like for the slide, drama. Kill yourself with a coconut by the, by the moonlight while you're listening to Unchained Melody. <laughs> I, think.
0: I guess yeah. Well, you got the zoo and You may as well go out like romantically, right? You can kill yourself on the island. Why? No, you know what? You're right. You guys are right. Drowning yourself is a bad idea because when they do find you and somebody's going to find you, they're going to feel real fucking guilty that you were out there with the zoom was, yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> with, the, with the cord wrapped around your neck for the strangle dating
0: Yeah, <laughs> fucking stripe well, And then they've got to figure out is that because he was jerking off and chewing it or is he trying to kill himself oh, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both
2: Alright All yeah. right. Why not both? Why not not
0: Why not both? Why not
2: All right. So our next list is our top five side one track ones, which,
0: ah, by the way,
2: this was, yeah, this this one one came right off the movie. So it was like I I had to pick it, but it was hard. All right. Let's start with Tim this time. Tim, give us your top five side one track ones.
1: All right. So for this, I took the approach of songs that really set the tone for the rest of the album that mm-hmm. start off a really good album in a way that is like, okay, this tells me what I'm like, what's in store for me for the rest of the album. So I had vampire weekend, uh horchata from Contra. Cool. This one is a weird pull, And I, I'm gonna like, this is part of my weird music OCD. Like I put this on here so that I can pimp this artist. It's an artist called Javelin, and the song is called Lindsay Brohan. It's off of their one mm-hmm. of their their first EP, which is just called EP1. If you haven't heard of Javelin, it's a producer duo. Like It's electronic-y, like, sampled music, and their stuff is so fucking good. So go out and find it. The Postal Service, The District Sleeps Alone Tonight from Give Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put Black Dog by Led Zeppelin from 4. Yeah. It's, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so did i <laughs> uh arcade fire i
0: thought about achilles i thought about achilles oh. for a second to be different but i was like no yeah. why why fuck it black dog black dogs fucking yeah. black dog
1: everybody likes black Indeed. dog uh and then arcade fire neighborhood number one parentheses tunnels from funeral
2: i put that one on there too
1: that's on my oh. definitely <laughs> yeah i didn't had to be there but this was another one I had a lot of honorable mentions.
0: I'm, like, I'm looking at my list and I'm still fucking screaming at myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, I'm having such a hard time with it still. Yeah.
2: Mark, your top side one track ones.
0: I seriously am still like debating about <laughs> this. And for two reasons. Because I feel like two of my favorite bands have like, a number of very strong mm-hmm. track ones. And I basically they basically self-eliminated themselves because of that.
2: Follow your heart, Mark. Follow your heart.
0: My list got weird. <laughs> um, so, Black Dog obviously is my number five. Uh, Grace Two by the Tragically Hip, The Grudge by Tool, mm. and then the next two are so fucking obvious. It's sad. Welcome to the Jungle mm. and Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh. Yeah, it Smells Like Teen Spirit it was on my long list for sure. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I can't like, I, I'm not even a Nirvana fan, but like, Smells Like Teen Spirit is just like one of those songs that like, fucking,
1: it smells like Teen Spirit. And it's fucking Nevermind too, like amazing album that you're. Yeah, like Nevermind's an amazing album. Yeah. Yeah. I love Smells Like Teen Spirit.
0: So, like, yeah. And I was looking at them, like, do I put Welcome Top? Or, it doesn't really matter one way or the other, really. But, yeah, Smells Like Teen Spirit and Welcome to the Jungle. I'm like, those are probably the best ways you could t- start a record mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So, go to town.
2: All yes. right. So, my my top five, uh, I had Neighborhood Number 1, parentheses, Tunnels, like Tim nice. did. Debaser by The Pixies.
1: Nice. That was on my uh, long was on list. That on my long yeah. list.
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Not About Love by Fiona Apple from Extraordinary Machine. Okay. Okay. Plain Song by The Cure. Yeah. Yep. That was on mine. <laughs> and Army of Me by Bjork. Oh, yep. nice. Also on yeah, my list. Yeah. This was that was tough because it was like, holy shit! There's so many, so many good number ones. Like I was gonna put. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, mean, Army Hotel California
1: hill. was a side one, track one too. So that <laughs> could have been here as well. So, Tim has just oh, just, just now been fired from the <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: God damn it, Paul! I don't have another sibling to replace somebody with. Like, Lee's like, doesn't want to do this. You know what I mean? We need Tim. Uh, fine. <laughs> Unless you can find somebody else, <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, you can't fire Tim, so I'm not letting you fire Tim. Also, this is my podcast, so fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I fire my anyway.
2: my big honorable mention for this was "Running Up That Hill" by uh, Kate Bush Kate from Bush. Hounds of yeah. Love," and also yeah. if. There hadn't been an intro to Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. It would have been Think About You, or yeah.
0: Mm. So like, mine was funny. So basically, Pearl Jam and U two canceled themselves out because they all have they have such good track ones. Because like Pearl Jam is once starts ten, go starts versus Last Exit starts Vitalogy, brain of J starts Yield. Like they they come out of the gate swinging all the time. U two also, holy shit, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Streets Have No Name, Zoo Station, Zoo Discotech, Discotheque, Vertigo, Beautiful Day are all track one, side one mm-hmm. for you two. So I was like, you know what? Fuck all of them. I'm not picking either of those. <laughs> <things anymore." laughs> yeah. um, I had the same thing. Soundgarden, Pretty Noose, right off the top. Let Me Drown off Super Unknown is the track one off that one. And then like, I think Rusty Cage is mm-hmm. track one on Bad Motor Fringer. So I'm like, well... Again, too many. Fuck it. <laughs> I only had to pick between The Grudge and Stinkfist, and I thought Paul would pick Stinkfist. So that was like- <laughs> <laughs> I was close.
2: That was on my long
0: list. I know, right? So other honorable mentions, like, so Blow It High Dough" by The Hip also gets in there. Like, I didn't want to repeat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, so I put Grace 2 in my actual list. You Get High by Holly McGarland. Head Like a Hole, 9 Inch- yeah, yeah, that was on mine. Easter, obviously. Pure Morning by Placebo. Nice. Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix Experience. Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl. Um, off Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. Sure Shot, Ill Communication, Ooh, Beastie Boys, I... Temptation, Transmission, Tea Party. Nice. Yeah. Crazy. Also Giant, Matthew Good.
1: Yeah. Man, my like, my yeah. honorable mention list here is just all over the fucking place. Like, it's got classics, like, yeah. Wouldn't It Be Nice from Pet Sounds, yeah. like, Beck E-Pro off Guero is a fucking amazing opening track uh yeah. church Can i drive my car too? churches because the mother Why we Not? share is yep. fucking amazing opening track yep. um hoxley yep. workman's we will still need a song i fucking love that song oh, Yeah, yep. that's yeah. an opening track yeah, we used to cover
0: that song actually i love that track we need to go right into that into anger's beauty like regardless of where we were playing. celebrity
1: skin is an opening track yep virtual insanity yep. uh from that oh, Jamiroquai. Album Jamiroquai. is a fucking opening track remember that video all, yes, the yeah. like, all the time just like
0: yeah all the time like yeah. much music just that's all they played that summer was that fucking jamiroquai yeah song
1: uh they might be giants uh anna ing um, i had lincoln yeah, that was on one of my lists yeah too my name is jonas from the uh, blue album from weezer and the, and bob o'reilly so it's like just fucking all over like recent stuff all the way back to classic shit
0: yeah Bob o'reilly like was on my list too or like my long list yeah but, you know There's only five slots for 48 songs. guys. So what are you (laughs) going to (laughs) do?
2: All right. So our next list is a fun, but dour weird list, (laughs) which is top five songs to play at your funeral. Let's start with Mark. Mark, what will your top five songs at your funeral be?
0: Uh, The first one is Pearl Jam Alive. Uh, (laughs) The next one is Pearl Jam Long Road, which is actually the song about like the, the actual appropriate Pearl Jam funeral song and the only appropriate funeral song in this list. Uh, The next one is Song for the Dead by Queens of the Stone Age, which is 12 minutes long of Dave Grohl beating the shit out of his (laughs) drum kit. So I feel like that's appropriate. Um, I feel like at some point in the day, Bat Dance needs to be played. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is adding a song because I have another song I need to talk about, but like we I feel like the Transformers theme or the touch needs to get played. Oh,
2: touch. You, you, got got right? you got the power. Yep.
0: Yeah. Basically, I really what I really need is just somebody to play the fucking Galvatron Starscream Exchange from the movie. That's what I really want <laughs> to be played. You know that I would do that for you. Thank you. That I will survive you. I know you will. I know
2: Because I will destroy you one day.
0: Coronation <laughs> star scream.
2: This is bad comedy.
0: You. all right anyway <laughs> we could do the whole fucking bit from like beginning to end of that scene like I sing the fucking <laughs> we've horns. Done it so many times we've done it in text format on facebook mom thought it was weird anyway <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> so, so bat what did i say alive long road song for the dead bat dance oh uh yeah that that one and my last one is mr bad example by warren Sivan okay. because it's fucking hilarious and I could only hope to live my life as horrifically as that person did. So, there you go.
2: <laughs> and Tim, what is your top five songs to be played at your funeral?
1: I, I went morose and introspective with this. Uh, this one, I actually mm. did have, I have a playlist started for this, like, in my iTunes. Oh my god, yeah. you really? Like, legit <laughs> totally totally do. I 100% do. It doesn't have a lot on it, <clears throat> but it, I totally You know do. that, like,
0: the actual playlist at your funeral is just going to be me doing a super cut of all the dumb shit you said on this podcast and me I'm playing it for everybody, right? Awesome. Yeah, um, this is going to be like a three-week fucking edit where I, I get it.
2: Wait, with Hotel California playing in the background as an
0: intro. Yeah, absolutely. On loop, on, on a loop. That's, on, a loop yeah. on a loop for the entire hour. Yeah. For the entire hour that this clip plays. That, that's yeah. how long it is. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So my list is We'll Meet Again by V.R. Lynn. I don't know if you guys know that song. It's like an yeah. old, like a 30 song but it also plays in the lobby of the tower of terror. Mm -hmm. So it's got like double meaning there. Oh God. Uh, The lucky, (laughs) the luckiest by Ben folds, which is just one of the like sweetest songs I've ever heard in my life. Fly by Nick Drake. Uh, just because it's one of those, like, just fucking super cathartic songs for me. Yeah. Cours de pirate, comme des enfants.
2: Mm. Oh, I love that song. That's a great song. Good pick. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner. Oh, Cause God. Get everybody all fucking worked up. <laughs> oh, it's just going to make me want to kill myself. I hate that fucking song.
0: <laughs> Good pull. Like, well, I'm done with this fucking funeral. Now i got to find another co host. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Like, right. I'm going to outlive Tim in like, this fictional world where I outlive any of you guys. Yeah. Good fucking luck.
2: So I um actually pictured like the the way my funeral would progress like, and I like it has it's timed songs at particular moments. So near the beginning, oh, near the begin- are the worst near the <laughs> beginning of my funeral to set the tone. I we will play "Maps" by Yayas, Yay nice. Okay, followed by "I Will Always Love You" Dolly Parton version. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. <laughs>
0: God, I like I I hate that podcasting is a audit like an audio medium because you can't hear how hard I facepalm (laughs) and says shit like this. Yeah, like you just can't. Like you, I don't know how else. Like we have to to come up with a sound where like I smack myself real hard. Yeah, but so eventually, like I hit myself so hard to hear it in the microphone that I hurt myself, and it's just it doesn't work anymore.
2: As the pallbearers are taking my casket away. In the Hall of the Mountain King by Grieg will be playing.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? Why did we do this episode? Like, what is happening?
2: <laughs> and then, so we're going to bring it back down, and we're going to play Time as a Symptom by Joanna Newsom to get serious
0: Oh my god, I can't, Paul, I can't do all this Joanna Newsom at yeah, But You then, have to outlive me, alright? You have yeah. to outlive me.
2: And then, at the at the grave site in the cemetery as my coffin goes down we will play the monster mash on repeat until everyone (laughs) leaves
0: i fucking love it
2: (laughs) or a dance party starts in the cemetery
0: (laughs) i need you to die so that i could watch this happen like (laughs) it was a graveyard
1: (laughs) oh my (laughs) god you guys are just you're (laughs) on the monster mash
2: yeah, that's that so that's how I want that's my a funeral minute. to go down. So oh, if something breaks out around my coffin, I know that I will have not died in vain. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair. I fair. have
2: no honorable mentions because I don't want anyone substituting anything at my funeral. This is how it's going down.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this was <laughs> the one I had trouble filling out, like yeah. getting getting five oh. four.
0: Mm-hmm. The funeral one? Yeah. I I was like, after I got Alive and Long Run, I'm like, well, I'm basically done, so I can just fill this with jokes now. So that's what I did.
2: (laughs) All right. So now on a lighter note, I guess, but also one of the most difficult ones for me, top five songs from soundtracks. And I tried to not do, you know how some bands cover songs for soundtracks? I tried not to do that, but it's okay if you did that. But like, there were a couple covers that like I wanted to bring up Fiona Apples across the universe again, and I didn't do that, but... (laughs) Top five original songs from soundtracks or covers,
1: it's fine, whatever. But
2: Tim, start us off. Top five songs from soundtracks. Could be TV or right. or movies.
1: Yeah, Mine are all movies. My first one is La Quai by Jan Tiersen from Amelie, which is instrumental and sort of scory, but it like stands alone as a song. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's basically what plays like during the sort of denouement of the movie. And it's got like the Amelie Waltz in it, but then it also has another sort of, I, I was going between this and the Waltz d'Amelie. And then I ended yeah. up this because it's got sort of both pieces in it.
2: That whole film is so beautifully scored. It's oh, such, yeah. I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. So to the point where when Alicia and I went to uh, Paris last summer, we did like a day or an afternoon where we went around and found like filming locations from the Aww. movie. Uh, and we ate at her cafe as well. In my Marcha. my next one is probably the most obvious one: Huey Lewis and the News, "The Power of Love." Yeah, Back to the well, Future, second most obvious one. <laughs> I mean, besides the Transformers, Touch. No, Purple Rain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that one. That one I figured you had covered. So yeah, I do. Holiday Road by Lindsey Buckingham from National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm, nice. <laughs> this one is my like esoteric music nerd one. The soundtrack to the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling was fucking uh-huh. phenomenal. It was. And yeah. uh, the song I picked is uh, "A Real Hero" by College featuring Electric Youth. I love that song. It's so actually about good. it's about that uh, pilot that landed the plane in the Hudson River and like saved his entire after after he had a bird strike. Yep. And then Simon and Garfunkel, "Mrs. Robinson" from The Graduate. Classic. Another another okay. fucking classic.
2: <laughs> good call. All right, Mark. How about you? What do you, do you have for top five songs from soundtracks?
0: I'll have to get a judge's. Ruling on my second one, okay. But we'll figure that out when we get there. Number five is Purple Rain by Prince. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just because you got to say Prince first. The next one I had Love Fool from Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. No, from the record. Uh, I
2: I I went I went there too for a couple, and I was like, but it wasn't released originally on the sound the soundtrack. There were some
0: songs. So my question was, did it come out first on the soundtrack, or did the record come out first? The record came. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Okay. And strike that. Strike that! I knew and you had it. We'll back. <laughs> will will either put in Ghostbusters or Magic Dance in that spot. Nice, ah, that's <laughs> good call.
1: So I don't know which one. Magic Dance like, is kind of the inspiration for the name of our podcast, so I think that's it is beautiful.
0: Magic Dance. Then that we'll do, we, we'll just get we've gotten a lot of Bowie this week, so like yeah. we'll just throw more Bowie <laughs> onto the fire here. Like and honestly, Magic Dance, Goofy song, catchy as fuck. Yeah, catchy as fuck. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh god damn it what stuck babe? in my head the, for a week. Babe
1: with the power. The power of exactly uh, you do, you yeah, do remind exactly. me of the babe.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'll take that off. And then the rest of them are super easy. Uh Perfect Drug off Lost mm-hmm. Highway soundtrack. I was on my list. Which is like list. basically the best fucking nine-inch nails song of all time. Mm-hmm. State of Love and Trust by Pearl Jam off the single soundtrack. I knew singles I knew singles was gonna come. Singles up. always comes up yeah. when you come up with soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, and then Homie me, Throw Me Kiss Me Kill Me
1: by YouTube. I knew oh, you were gonna have that Broadway covered. Soundtrack. That was on my long list, but I left it off because I knew you were gonna mention best, it.
0: Best non-album U2 song of all time. Yeah, just yeah. the perfect like pop piece of garbage from yeah. that era of U2. Oh, it's it's flawless in its garbage and it's like its airy pop like whateverness. It's yeah. so good. I have so the, good.
1: that Romeo and Juliet soundtrack did have some original songs on it though that were mm-hmm. like really good, like the the garbage track that isn't talk show host. Uh, I I don't remember which one off I, the only one that jumps to mind right now is the garbage track off that album. Okay. It was, I believe first released on was that, that number album. one crush. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: Song. It's a good song. Yeah. Good song. Like good song. I love, Fuck, I love garbage so much. Yeah. I love Shirley, man. <laughs> She's so great. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah, She's
2: really so my top five. Okay. Number one, no, not number one, no particular order. Goonies <laughs> are Good Enough by Cindy Lauper.
1: Nice, good, <laughs> nice, good call. nice, good pull. It is, good pull.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I got into this song like for in the gym for some reason, and it's like I was surprised about how fucking good it is. Anyway, good song. Yeah, yeah it's a catchy track, track yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Dull Tool by Fiona Apple for the This Is 40 soundtrack. Okay. Uh, Heaven's Light and Hellfire by Alan Mencken for the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame soundtrack.
0: Mm hmm. You lost me.
2: Uh, this is the Hellfire sequence where Claude Frollo is singing to the fire, and he's going through his like judgment.
1: Yeah, it's poignant this week. Yeah, I've only seen this movie once. Yeah, me too. Yeah, didn't care for it
0: that much. I am sad about the church. Not, not, that yeah, not, that Notre Dame crazy. definitely had its share of
1: Hellfire this week.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a that was a fucking shit yeah. shit show yeah. over there. Yeah. That sucked. But
1: I, I honestly think
2: that this sequence is one of the best things that Disney ever did, and I listen to this regularly just by. Um, Even though the movie is flawed as fuck. Anyway, um, (laughs) the next one is Cruel Angel's Thesis from the Neon Genesis Evangelion soundtrack. I had to have an anime song in there. And this was the one because I sing this at karaoke all the time. And I know every word in Japanese. I sing it all the time.
0: (laughs) It's so good. That makes one hundred percent sense to me.
2: If uh, if you guys like hear the if there are anime fans listening, (laughs) you hear the the opening like everyone just loses their shit every single time. All right, so it's great. And the last one is uh, maybe this time by Liza Minnelli from the Cabaret soundtrack. Cabaret, Uh, yeah, yeah. and this song was added uh, to the movie. It wasn't in the original musical. So I got away with that one because I was originally not going to include it. But this one was made for the movie. So Liza Minnelli would have a big show stopping number. And it Mm -hmm. is because it's fucking amazing.
1: Nice. Come on, guys. We got no love for uh, Kenny Loggins. No love for Danger Zone. Uh I had Danger Zone (laughs) in my long Danger
0: Zone. And um, I had two songs from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Oh, yeah. uh, On here. Because they. They have Nasty Girl on that, and I'm not sure if that came out with that movie or if it came out on the album beforehand. Nasty
1: Girl is such a good song.
0: It's a good track, right? And then also just like Neutron Dance, which is like everybody like just it is the song was that from, from beverly, beverly hills cop? I,
1: I think that one might have come out on an album before it came out on that soundtrack i think
0: that's why i didn't put it in there like it's on my it's on my longer list yeah, yeah. but like beverly hills cop for some reason the soundtrack just popped into my head immediately when we were thinking yeah yeah, about it, yeah. or when he's he posting yeah. it there were yeah there were
2: a lot of songs that i wanted to oh
0: man my this was hard
2: like i my favorite song from uh the transformers movie soundtrack from the 1986 one is actually dare I love dare a lot and I
0: dare to be. Oh, the, uh, the weird all Yankovic. No, 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 no dare dare to be so, uh, dare,
2: dare to keep all your dreams. Oh, okay. On. Yeah. I, I oh, love yeah, that yeah. song.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I actually, I just found on soul seek, like this is super deep cut, like soul seek find the entire, like the score of that. movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> So like, cause the soundtrack has bits and pieces of the score, but I found all 27 tracks or whatever of the score of it and was playing it while I was working this week. And I'm like, I feel like the Decepticons are going to attack. This is
2: awesome. God bless you so, internet for, for that. Yeah. Basically
0: yeah. just showing things like making me like realize that all these things are available for me to just listen to whenever I want. Yeah. So, yeah. There,
2: there are a lot of like Disney songs that I could have included on this list for sure. Like be prepared from
0: the Lion King would have been on there. I had, uh, the, well, the one that would probably surprise everybody. I had
1: Over the Rainbow. Oh, from, uh, yeah, Wizard of, of course. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking as much like Disney songs, that kind of thing, or like musical numbers. Yeah. I was thinking more yeah. like, you know, bands that have done had done songs yeah. for soundtrack.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's what I thought at first. But like, for some reason, Over the Rainbow popped into my head as like a song from soundtrack yeah. Yeah. that like yeah. always sticks in my yeah. head.
2: So, I, I was yeah. I was trying to get a little mix of everything because like I, I wanted I definitely wanted at least one anime song. That one was the obvious, obvious choice. But mm-hmm. fair. And there were so many exceptions. Like, I really wanted, I, there were the two covers I said Across the Universe by Fiona Apple, but also Bella Lugosi's Dead, uh, the church's cover
1: of yeah. Bella Lugosi's yeah.
2: Dead for the really terrible Vampire Academy uh, movie, which yeah. I saw with my friend Becky, which is terrible. But
0: had that Was that a movie? Like, oh, okay, the movie. Right, yeah. right, right. Sorry. I thought you were talking about, I had Umbrella Academy. And I'm like, wait, yeah. I'm yeah. all confused. Yeah. Anyway. Long list, guys. Does anyone else have any honorable
2: mentions that they want to
1: throw out there? there were a couple tracks off of the lost in translation soundtrack that I could have popped on. Also yeah. the mediocre movie, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist had a really good <laughs> Mark Mothersbaugh score that breaks mm-hmm. down into a okay. couple like really nice individual pieces that yeah, stand on their own as well. So mm-hmm. then what else I had, I had Gangsters paradise. I have a fucking soft spot for that song from dangerous minds.
2: Yeah. I had black sheep from Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the metric song. Nice. That gets covered yeah. by, but the Brie Larson version, I actually prefer to
1: the yeah. Emily Haynes version. The sex sex bomb cover that Beck did on that was pretty good too.
2: Yeah. And there was uh, As the World Falls Down from Labyrinth by David Bowie. Like, that's my... I love Magic um, yeah. Dance, but As the World Falls Down in the the Masquerades.
1: Yeah, that's the Masquerades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah.
2: I fucking love that song so much. Yeah. Classic, like, David Bowie going full romantic crooner in that cheesy 80s synth line that goes along with it. It does <laughs> weird things to me, and I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you have any more honorable mentions, or...?
0: No, not really. I like you know I'm not like soundtrack guy, so like it wasn't really like something that I I had to, like, I always have to like kind of struggle with the soundtrack questions every time. So I'm Always like single soundtrack, and that one time you two did a song on a Batman, movie. <laughs> yeah, good times, yeah. and I'm covered. Yeah. But like the only one I think I could think because I was like good uses of popular songs in movies, terrible uses of yeah. of popular songs in movies. Like sabotage kept popping into my head from the last Star oh, Trek yeah. movie, and I was just like, God, I, I hated when they did that. Oh, but I, I mean, that. I love that yeah. song, but. Like, I love that song, but then they're using it. I'm like, why? I don't know why we're doing this in a Star Trek movie. But but anyway, you could go
1: to that I Am Sam soundtrack if you want to start including covers because there's so many good Beatles covers yeah. on that track. On that one, mm-hmm. the the best
0: Eddie Vedder cover ever is on that because he does uh, Hide Your Love Away yeah. on that soundtrack. Yeah. I almost had Big Fish, the Man of the Hour, the Pearl mm-hmm. Jam song, is on that Big Fish soundtrack. It's quite good too. Yeah. So. But I always go with State of Love and Trust because State of Love and Trust is fucking awesome. That's an awesome song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, guys, I think that we've like we've made it through the middle of the episode at an hour and 30. We're we're cooking with gas this Fucking, week,
0: trucking. <laughs> I mean, awesome. I've never I've never seen a music episode that didn't go like 500 hours.
1: So, so this is I
0: nice. don't think
1: anybody they, had anything really uh, controversial except for apparently no. Ho- Hotel California. But that was on my long list, <laughs> not on my <laughs> actual list every time <laughs> just like it's like fucking like
0: knives it's like getting slapped in the face every time he says it you know just like just my, my dad my dad drilled the I, eagles into me as a child and i'll, I'll like it's that's kind of like how our, our mom drilled you two into us eventually like we, we're but we're all we're, we're all you two fans because of mom yeah i understand your pain <laughs> yeah. it's just like we ended up we ended up with you two not the eagles so i i mean thank and God. Ended up with Beach, yeah. too, so. uh, not complaining yeah we had the Beatles in YouTube. up around. Yeah. so yeah,
2: since we are through our meat of the episode, let's move on to our geek cred, where we uh, recommend something geeky or something that we're just really into this week, whether it be movies, music books whatever that may be. So geek cred for this week. Let's go to Tim. Tim, what is your geek
1: cred? This week, I know it's been plagued by delays and setbacks, but I think we're like nine issues into Jeff Johnson, and Gary Frank's Doomsday Clock now, which is the storyline that is bringing sort of very gradually the uh, uh, Watchmen characters into the DC universe proper. And every issue has been just piece of fucking art so uh if you have not been who's drawn it gary right. frank oh, oh fuck yeah okay. yeah i was gonna look at it but i think basically because gary frank was
0: drawing it because i don't really care about the idea of putting the watchman in the dcu like
1: wait, you don't want to see, see batman, batman, and batman and fucking rorschach face off yeah you do
0: mm, mm, i don't know if i need that but i mean i'll fucking read the book <laughs> when it happens so yeah especially if gary fucking frank's drawing it you're goddamn right i'll read yeah. that but yeah but,
1: yeah oh, it's, cool. it's been written written really well it, it has been like just constantly delayed which has been unfortunate but you, you were talking about, i feel like i feel like you were talking about this like when we started the podcast like three years yeah ago. the first but, i mean
0: it quite that the long the first ago, issue feels like it's been november a
1: while. 22nd 2017 and it's gonna go until august this year and that's 12 issues
0: so it kind of was like when we started the yeah. podcast yeah then. so <laughs> no. yeah all right well no we we that's started
1: fair. what summer of 2016 was it 16 was it pre? Yeah. Well, I mean, it
0: was obviously it was pre-Trump because we did the Trump episode. Yeah. Like you, you and me and Christy almost killed yeah. ourselves on yeah. that episode together. That yeah. was fun. Good yeah. times. <laughs> Look forward to
1: that next election episode.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <Jesus. laughs> Sweet. Jesus yeah. Lord. But yeah, it's had some really interesting just uh, political commentary and stuff like that on it as Watchmen historically does as a as a yeah, wants so. to do. Yeah. Really good.
2: All right. Mark, what is your geek cred for this week?
0: I know we've been harping on it a lot. Well, first of all, if you don't have your fucking tickets for Endgame, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, guys, what's like, wrong with you? What are you, doing? you? Yeah, we'll be reviewing. Turn off this podcast immediately and go get it, and then come
2: back and wa- listen to it three then times. Come back and listen as yeah. penance.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. So, like, I mean, Endgame this week I think is kind of like on everybody's mind. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something else and like do what Paul's doing and catch up to Discovery. Um, the finale was this week, and at the very least at the very least it is a spectacle for the eyes. Ooh. I will give you that much. Mm-hmm. If you're a Star Trek fan. It is a it pretty is show. A fucking beautiful show. Like I've never been so happy with how pretty the Enterprise is <laughs> in all my years. Like it is just whew, it looks good. Yeah. So yeah, I I I enjoyed season 2 of Discovery. Uh the finale happened uh yesterday. I immediately have watched it twice and I haven't had anybody live to talk to about it cuz my podcast co hosts suck. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: been a little <laughs> I'm busy. Waiting.
0: I'm waiting for them to catch up uh, so that we can chat about it. But uh, you guys should watch it, too, and uh, chat with me on Facebook about it <laughs> so I have somebody to talk to. I need Trek fans in my life, guys. Yeah. But, yeah, so get in there and just enjoy the Cap- – have some Captain Pike in your life and just enjoy mm-hmm. it. Because it's like,
1: man, it's like ambrosia, you know? It's just like sweet, sweet <laughs> ambrosia. Yeah. Captain it had been finishing really strong, so I'm very much looking forward to the uh, finale. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. All right, so my geek cred for this week is a musical pick again because this week an artist who I is up and coming and I really love and she's just not getting the love I think she deserves. Uh, her
0: name is. L- Are you going to talk about the Beyonce no. album? Beyonce <laughs> <dropped laughs> <this week? laughs> definitely doesn't get enough props.
2: Yeah, she doesn't.
0: <laughs> no, there's no. I thought he was doing a bit. I was just thought he was doing a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So.
2: No, actually, her name is Lizzo and lizzo is a, oh
0: like, yeah the, f- the flautist yeah i've heard her name too actually
2: she's a, a flautist but also an amazing r&b songwriter she can do like soulful big vocals she does like these low-key trap numbers she can rap she can sing she can play the flute like nobody's business <laughs> um, her new album because i love you just came out this week and it's uh 33 minutes of pure fucking joy. It's just like, it's fun. It's sexy. It's danceable. There's torch songs. There's just like, it just shows what a fucking multi-talent she is. And it's, and it never overstays its welcome. 33 minutes. All these songs are like around three minutes long. And they're all fucking amazing. Go listen to Lizzo. Download her album. Pay money for it. So she can, like... She... If you look her up on YouTube, she's one of the most delightful live performers going right now. She had a spot on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, on Ellen. And she just performed at Coachella, playing through some of the worst sound problems I've ever seen and still managing to be a total delight the entire time. Like, she is pure professional. She's an amazing performer and she deserves to be a million times more famous. So listen to Lizzo because she's great. And if you need song recommendations, Tempo off of this album is a fun dance number. Uh, Juice is so much fun. And cause I love you. The title track shows her incredible vocal range. So get on it. Lizzo. Nice. All right. Nice. So, uh, with that being done, I guess that means our episode is complete. So thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe, which you can do via whichever podcasting app you prefer on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We'd also love to hear what you thought about uh, our lists. If you have any lists of your own, please share them with us. We'd love to hear them. And Anything else we've talked about today, whether it be news, geek cred, or our geek of the week, drop us a line at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast, on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, or email us at dancerobotdance at gmail.com. With that, we're going to sign off. So
0: say goodnight, Mark. Good night, guys. Go listen to some records, because we give you some recommendations. Indeed. Yeah,
1: do it. Yeah. And say goodnight, Tim. Good night, everybody. Enjoy Endgame. Be back next week to hear us talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get in that Endgame. Get that Endgame. And I'm Paul. And it was a graveyard smash. He did the (sighs) mesh. Oh (laughs) God
0: damn it! He ruined it. He ruined the ending too. He just did. He ruined the whole thing,
1: Tim. We have to have a conversation. Team meeting. Episode's over. On a dark desert highway. Cool wind in my hair. Smell uh, of Kalita's I'm actually
2: smeller. dead. I'm actually dead now, guys. <laughs> Fucking play me off.
1: <laughs>
0: Alright, we're done. Get on with
1: the
0: ceremony!
2: As
1: your new leader, I... Who disrupts my coronation? Coronation Starscream? This is bad comedy.
2: Megatron? Is that you? Here's a
1: hint. Anyone else attempt to fill his shoes? What he say his name was? Galvatron! <laughs>